Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome (laughs) back to the Rebel Babe Cave. I know that our schedule is a little off, and you know what? It will be this month. There is a lot going on in our country, and I wanted to take some time to make sure that I was using my voice and using my platform in the best way possible. And that just took a little rearranging. And so here we are back ish on a normal ish schedule. And I'm so pumped you're here. So this week, I really want to, I don't know, just have like kind of a riff type conversation, a one sided conversation with you about body image. I have been talking a lot about body image on my Instagram mainly, also, of course, on my Facebook. And it's really been just kind of a really intense, important subject for me personally and my growth over the years. I think body image is something none of us women can escape from. It's there for so many reasons. And we'll dive a little bit more into some of those reasons. I just feel like it's such an interesting and deep and important subject to discuss. So one of the things, it's a quote that I've seen flying around and and I understand that there are really good intentions with this quote, but I think it's not necessarily true or overtly helpful and kind of, I think, ultimately sends the wrong message. So the quote is, the least interesting thing about you is your body. And I understand that when when that quote is posted or it's said, it's meant to basically point out the fact that, you know, you're more than your body. You are your heart, you're your soul, you're your brain. Like let's, you know, talk about intelligence rather than, you know, your physical appearance. But The problem I have with that is that it totally shoves this, our bodies, shoves our bodies under the rug and says, this is not important. Our bodies are so freaking important. It's definitely not the least interesting thing about us. Our bodies are healing. And in many ways, they are self-healing. Our bodies can hold the people we love our bodies can do amazing athletic things. I mean, we have seen, you know, power lifters and strong women and people just perform these crazy acts of strength that comes from your body. Our bodies produce and brains produce incredible chemicals like oxytocin, serotonin, adrenaline, you know, how many times have people, we've heard stories about people reacting without having to think and their body just responded um, because of adrenaline, you know, or performed crazy acts of strength because of adrenaline. 
we walk around all day because of our body. Our body is our home. We live here. So to say that our body is the most, is the least interesting thing about us, I think is really wrong. It kind of like creates this whole like black and white thing. I kind of relate it to how I feel about this scale, right? So there are so many women who are emotionally attached to the scale or the number on the scale. And I hear and I see all over the internet, like, fuck the scale and the scale is a liar and the scale is an asshole and all of this. And at the end of the day, it's not like (laughs) the scale is an inanimate object. It doesn't care how much you weigh. It's not trying to hurt your feelings. It's literally just recording the gravitational pull of your body to the earth, right? And we are the problem. Our emotional attachment to the number on the scale is the problem, not the scale itself. So you'll see so many people recommend and suggest that you just don't weigh yourself or they'll be like, well, I don't weigh myself, blah, blah, blah. And and all that does is just sweep the issue under the rug and it's never truly dealt with. As a nutrition coach, I have all of my clients weigh themselves every single day because our bodies fluctuate all day, every day, weight wise. Um, and a lot of because, you know, we're made up of 70% water. So hydration and hormones and sleep and heavy workouts, you know, all of that fluctuates because, because of the fact that we're mostly water. And unless you sit down and pork away 3,500 calories, like you didn't gain a pound overnight, you know? So a big part of my personal methods when it comes to nutrition coaching is, kind of smashing that emotional detachment to the number, just kind of making it so like, listen, this like this has nothing to do with, with how good you are or aren't. It's just a number. And I get the privilege of seeing so many people just shatter that emotional response, and that emotional attachment to an inanimate object. So instead of swiping this, you know, scale or this issue under the rug, we face it. And I think the same needs to go for having poor body image. You can't just be like disregard the body entirely and be like, oh, well, you know, your body is the least important thing about you. That doesn't work. (laughs) That doesn't work. The goal is to love and to appreciate our body for everything it does for us, for everything it is. And, you know, I would be lying if I said that our, the way that our body looks isn't important because so many of us care about it. So many of us care about how our body looks and we compare it to other people's. And so while I don't think how your body looks is the most important thing, it is something that most of us have to come to love and appreciate how our body looks, even if we're not where we want to be. And a big, big, big part of getting there is facing it, is looking at ourselves today and appreciating our body today for what it can do. So for me personally, um, I went back and forth. I yo-yoed all the time. I'd get skinny-ish and then I would be like, ah, this is too, you know, I was always on a restrictive diet, so I couldn't stick with it. And I get so mad at myself and think it was a willpower issue or I just, you know, I was weak and I couldn't stick to this, this diet, couldn't quote unquote eat healthy and I would fail. And when I failed, I would go the completely other end of the pendulum and just 
lose my mind, eating whatever I felt like, whenever I felt like, however much, it didn't matter. And I had zero understanding of energy systems and, you know, calories in versus calories out. I didn't know anything about lifting weights. I didn't think that was, that wasn't even in my world. That wasn't in my realm. I didn't know any girls who did that. I didn't even think it was just a man thing. I knew men did it, but I just, it was so out of my scope. I had no idea. So, you know, I lived this kind of back and forth, black and white, trying this diet, trying that fad. Let's take these pills. Oh, let's do a cleanse. And I was, I was consistently miserable. And that reflected the way I felt about myself on the inside reflected on the outside. I could look great to other people and to myself, how I, you know, would look now and be like, Oh, that I look great. You know, at the time, nothing was ever good enough. And I do think, you know, society has, has a role in that. I'm not going to blame society completely because we need to be responsible for ourselves. But when you're looking at magazines or, you know, as a young girl in my twenties who already felt the need for love and, and attention and affection And I had been lacking that through most of my life and my childhood. Where was the quickest place, the easiest place to get it? Oh, in guys, right? (laughs) If guys think I'm pretty, if guys think I'm hot, if guys think I'm sexy, then I am worthy. And that was a connection I made for a long, long time. And of course, I felt like that connection was a direct result of how my body looked. And so when you see men ogling over these magazines and women and porn and all of that. And you have these like, you know, seemingly perfect looking creatures walking around. It's hard as a young woman to not look at that and be like, Oh my God, I, I will never measure up to this or how, how can I look like that? Or what will it take and have that be your point of reference and with Photoshop and you know, now with filters and Photoshop is in everyone's hands, uh, editing, photo editing is in everyone's hands now, you know, so society has played a, a pretty big role in the shaping of how we view our own bodies. And up until recently, you know, magazines were Photoshopping every woman, just wanting things to be picture perfect all of the time. We would see these perfect, perfect looking creatures, women on the runway. And and back in the 90s, you know, perfect was that Kate Moss, what do they call it? Heroin chic kind of look, you know, we thought that was what beauty was. And these perfect women in ads, and we just we saw it everywhere. It's hard not to compare yourself when you don't feel like that's you. So for me personally, I had finally gotten to the point where, you know, I had, I was in my cycle of YOLO (laughs) and I had gained weight and I was feeling really bad about myself. And, and I think it was also compounded with the fact that, Hey, I've been at this for years. I have been on the hunt for something that would work and nothing will. And I'm sick of it. And I think I just kind of threw up my hands and I surrendered and I thought, okay, whatever it takes, I'm not, I'm not coming back here. I'm not, I'm not going to go off the rails again. I need to figure this out. And I will be honest, I did not find a healthy method for an entire year after that. 
I lost a lot of weight really quickly attempting the HCG diet, which is insane and incredibly restrictive. I got skinny and I was like, I have this picture saved in my phone where my butt literally it's like my back goat goes straight down into my butt. I had zero butt, <laughs> no ass at all. I, you know, was skinny to, you know, like to the level where I was like feeling good about myself in that respect. Sure. But it wasn't a healthy way to really get there. And it wasn't necessarily sustainable. I did manage to, you know, be kind of like a, I watched my hot, my diet, like a hawk um, for about a year after that I limited sugar, I limited carbs, I limit, you know, I, I basically was super restrictive, but I was so determined not to gain this weight back and not to go back down the path. But I realized that this could only last so long, me just clinging to a diet. And I, I knew that I had to figure something out in terms of exercise. And my main understanding of exercise was, I mean, it was pretty much running on a treadmill. That's all. (laughs) I thought that fitness was running on a treadmill and I hated running. And so it was like this, this real hateful kind of thing. I, I, I didn't ever want to do it, but I just felt like, okay, well, I have to do all the stuff that I don't want to do and that I don't like if I want to look the way I want to look. And so I actually had found pole fitness and seen a lot of success. And I I got pretty strong in that like years before. So I kind of started dabbling with that a little bit. My husband dragged me into a CrossFit gym at the time we were just, you know, living together. He dragged me into a CrossFit gym and I agreed to do the 30 day kind of foundational thing. And he said he would buy me a new pair of shoes after if I stuck with it for a month. So I did. And then I was like, this isn't for me. Like I was scared of the barbell. I didn't really feel comfortable with it. I didn't really, I don't know. I I looked at the women in CrossFit and I was still had a very limited amount of exposure to it. So it's not like I saw all these chicks, but I was like, I don't really want big muscles. And I remember asking one of the coaches how to break down muscle because my legs have always been pretty muscular my whole life. I'd always been asked like, do you play soccer? Do you horseback ride? You know, why do you have such muscular thighs? And I, I always been embarrassed by them. And so I was still in that mindset very much where I wanted these, you know, I wanted that thigh gap. I wanted that skinny little, those skinny little legs. And I asked a coach in the CrossFit gym, how do I break down the muscle in my legs? Do I just run a lot? Like, what do I need to do? And he just looked at me like I was absolutely insane. (laughs) And so that was where really my mindset was. And it wasn't until later when I got, you know, I was on their email list and they said that they had this CrossFit light program and come on in. There's no barbells, just, you know, kettlebells and dumbbells like made it real. Like it wasn't very intimidating. They, They took the intimidation out of it. And so I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's give this a shot. I have to do something. It's been a year. I know that I cannot maintain this on diet alone and it wouldn't hurt to be, you know, have a, have a curve here or two or feel a little bit stronger. And so I went and I got really conditioned and I eventually picked up a barbell and very quickly loved it. And I gained 15 pounds in that first month or so of doing CrossFit 
which freaked me the fuck out because having always put so much value on my weight and being so proud of myself for losing all this weight and maintaining it within like, you know, three to five pounds for a year to see my weight jump up by 15 pounds in a month um, because I started into this new program. I was in such a conflict. I, I would have lost my mind if I didn't have a little bit of inkling of understanding that it, this, this can't, this can't be fat. And so I understood, you know, okay, well, I, I just started a new program. I was reassured that when you start a new program, your body is going to change. (laughs) It's going to need to take on more water for recovery. Clearly my body hadn't needed it before this point. And I just kind of accepted it and I was okay with it. And it was weird because for the first time ever in my life, I put on weight and didn't completely freak out and, and go in the opposite direction of what I was doing. Eventually, I got really excited. I got really excited about being strong. And I, you know, I gravitated more towards lifting programs and not so much, you know, that that CrossFit style training. You know, I, I went and open gym. I did not like group workouts. It's just not my thing. Like the the CrossFit community thing was never my thing. It was more of having that space. Uh, the open gym time all day. And I did enjoy the CrossFit workouts. I just, like I said, I was not really interested in doing group class. So I got really like strong pretty quickly and I enjoyed it. And I started to really look at myself in the mirror in a different way. I saw myself as this person who was more than how I looked. I saw myself as a person who was really fucking strong and I was finally getting to show the strength I had on the inside, on the outside. And so it took some time, you know, like I kind of went back and forth. I still hadn't figured out the food thing. I didn't know how to fuel myself. I knew I wasn't doing that correctly. And so I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I learned about flexible dieting and counting macros. And I fell in love with it because for the first time ever in my entire life, I was given permission. I was given freedom in the food realm. And it said, you can eat whatever you want. Just don't eat like an asshole. (laughs) You know, like just don't, you don't need to face plant into an entire pizza crystal, but you can have a slice of pizza. It's not one or the other. It's not black and white. It's not cut all of these things out of your diet and be in quotes, good with your food. It was, you can have all of these things in moderation. And here's what moderation actually is, because no one ever tells you what that, no one tells you what moderation actually looks like. So I began to look at my body in a different way. And I, and I, and I went back and forth with it. You know, I realized that I got to a point where I was really obsessive in the mirror. So I like taped up my mirror so I couldn't look at myself. And and like I said, that's kind of shoving something to the side so you aren't facing it. And I had to kind of work at limiting the negative self-talk. That was probably one of my biggest issues was that I could look at myself in the mirror and, and truly look great and be like, ew, I look disgusting or I look fat or I'm chubby or I look bad in this. And it was so damaging for me to look at myself and say those things to myself. And I remember my husband, um, stopping me one day when after I got finished just beating the shit out of myself (laughs) 
And he looked at me, he goes, why do you hate yourself so much? And I, I was kind of confused because it was like such a detachment from what I had just been doing. I didn't like, I was like, what do you mean? I don't hate myself. I was thinking of myself as a whole person and saying, I I don't hate myself, but everything I had just said about my body in the mirror was completely reflective of a person who did not like themselves very much. And it kind of shook me. It kind of made me stop for a moment and be like, huh, wow, there is such a disconnect from like how I actually feel about myself as a person. Like I know I'm not a bad person. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a caring person. I am loving. I try hard. I'm a hard worker. Like I'm awesome at this, this, and this, but I have no problem tearing myself down based on how my body looks. So I had to start really kind of giving myself more credit. (laughs) Um, And, and sometimes I, you know, like I really had to kind of start with just not saying anything about my body at all, positive or negative. I had to just kind of like make that a non-factor for a little bit because I, I struggled so hard and in how how, I mean, appreciative of how I looked and saying positive things at the time didn't, didn't seem real or seem true because my brain would immediately immediately take all of this supporting evidence that it's had for however many years and be like, nope, you don't look great today because this, 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 and this. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you're right. So rather than swing in the opposite direction of the pendulum and just tell myself all these wonderful things about myself, I kind of just stopped saying the negative things. I would catch myself when I said something negative to myself, about myself, in my head, out loud, whatever. And uh, that honestly has taken a really, really long time to, to like defeat, you know, that negative self-talk. So one of the things, um, if you guys have listened to another podcast or read blog posts or IG posts on this was that I had cool sculpting done just as I was starting CrossFit, just as I was learning about fitness and being strong and all of that, I got really temp, you know, I wanted to give myself a head start. And when I got the cool sculpting done in multiple places on my body, it takes a few months for, you know, you to see results. Well, the results were that my body was ruined. There were basically like chunks taken out of my body, uh, visible looking chunks in various places that uh, weren't cute. (laughs) And I was so freaking devastated. And like I said, I, I won't go too much into the cool sculpting because I do have another episode on that where I've talked about it extensively all over the internet. I am very, very unbelievably vocal about that because it was such a horrific experience for me. And I don't want any woman to go through what I went through. And I get emails all the time that break my heart from women who have done it and have experienced similar or the same thing as me. And so I, that's why I talk about it all the time. You guys, I honestly, like no one really notices it. I've gotten it smoothed out. Um, it's not perfect, but no one would notice it if I didn't point it out. And I only point it out to as like a cautionary tale. <laughs> so let me paint this picture here. I am starting to feel good about myself. I'm stopping negative things about myself 
And then this happens. And then it's not just natural things like a stretch mark here or there or some cellulite, you know, it's, it's not, oh, I have a fat here that I'm upset about. This is a completely unnatural thing that happened to my body. I physically deformed my own body. So having done that to myself, I had to start over again. I just, I was so sad. I was so depressed. I was so miserable. I didn't want anyone to see my legs. I refused to, I mean, I already didn't like wearing shorts, but I had started to get comfortable with it. And here I was again, like, no, absolutely not. No one's seeing my legs. I am not showing them to anyone to the world. I was so humiliated. I was so devastated, embarrassed. Just, I, I felt awful about myself because here were these not just physical, you know, (laughs) imperfections, we'll call them, but they were also a reminder. They were a reminder to me that I couldn't accept myself as I was. They were a reminder that I was not good enough, that I felt so not good enough and so much like I needed to fix myself that I would go to the extreme and go to the lengths where I could physically ruin my body. So that took a lot for me to kind of just move past, you know, I couldn't just brush it under the rug. I couldn't be like, Oh, well, I did this, but it's fine. No one noticed, you know, that took a lot of gosh, tears and work and work on myself. It was so, it was so, so, so hard to get through. Having done that and being able to look at myself today in the mirror and see beauty and to be able to see in photographs, I actually shared um, a split screen photo on my Instagram the other day and it showed, you know, when my midriff is completely exposed from like about just above my rib cage to my lower waist or whatever, um, you know, it looks okay. It's fine. But then when um, the upper portion is covered, it looks like, I don't, I don't know, it just, it looks kind of weird, you know, it looks kind of like chubby or, or squished or, you know, it doesn't look fit at all. And I noticed this because I'm, you know, I take pictures for my brand Rebellia and I have to look at, you got, this is like sidebar here, but I have to look at pictures of myself constantly Um, I'm the only model for Rebellia up until recently. Uh, You know, we've had other models sprinkle in here and there, but we haven't had, you know, a lot of of help in that area. And we're just starting to expand. And it still is, you know, I wear all of the new stuff in all of our pictures. So I have to see myself in everything. And it's been pretty cool in that respect, too, because, you know, when you see yourself over and over and over and over in pictures, I had to get to the point where I had to not look, be critical of myself. I had to just be like, does do the clothes look good or do they not? You know? And that was like really cool for me because I can look at pictures of myself that may not be the most flattering. And I'm just like, Oh, that's not a good picture. And I just move on. I'm not like, I don't sit there and rip myself to shreds or tear, tear myself apart or be like, how could you look this way? <laughs> it's, Oh, well, that wasn't flattering. Okay, you know, and I just move on. And like, I cannot tell you how beautiful that is and how amazing that feels to not be hung up on something like that. 
So when I noticed that the difference between these two pictures, it was really cool because I felt curious by it. It wasn't like, a, oh my God, I look fat here. It was like, huh, that's interesting. And, you know, that's another result of my cool sculpting because there wasn't any fat removed on my upper stomach. And so it kind of like weighs down on my belly button. And so it creates this like, you know, not so flattering look. And honestly, like, I'm okay with that now. I There's definitely a point in time where I would not be okay with that, where I would have just been, oh gosh, you know, the hits keep coming and, and feeling devastated by it. But I looked at it and I was like, huh, <laughs> like this is funny. This is weird, you know, and to be able to be at that place is really cool. So I think having had gotten through this whole experience where, you know, I really loathed myself, whether I looked great or not. And then, you know, going through this whole cool sculpting thing and the roller coaster of emotions and places I've had to go to be okay with it. And now I am so like, I'm pumped on my body, you know, like, of course I want to improve. Of course I want to get you know, fitter, you know, it'd be cool to see if there are abs anywhere in this world, you know, but there may not be because of the fact that I had fat removed from my body, you know, I don't know of any studies done on people who have had fat removed from their bodies, if your body is just kind of like, I don't really trust you. And so we're going to hang on to this, like, I don't know. So, you know, that just may not be possible for me. And I'm at a place where I can accept that. So I get to love myself here in this space, you know, in October, I uh, went from kind of a deep deficit, I'd been dieting pretty hard um, before a trip. And then I went on my trip, and I enjoyed myself. And I did a ton of traveling over the next couple of months, few months, I got sick with the flu when I went to go see Tony Robbins. I, you know, got a little bit of my winter blues, I did the holiday thing and enjoyed myself and I got a little fluffy. It wasn't, you know, crazy. And I was cool with it. I was okay with it. I didn't feel like, oh man, I need to go back to October or hey, I failed. You know, it was more of like a, hey, like life happens and you want to be able to live your life in seasons because it's not always the season to be hardcore. It's not always the season to, you know, be in on a diet or in a deficit. Sometimes it's a season for joy and putting that as a priority. And sometimes joy means not worrying about what you're eating. You know, obviously I'm, I'm in a space where I don't just eat endlessly. I I don't emotionally eat, but it's a place where, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to eat the local food. I'm, you know, I'm still going to get my water. And, you know, my husband and I are crazy. So we work out on vacation. But, you know, I'm not doing it out of like punishment for myself. And I don't, if I eat a little bit more at dinner, I'm not like, oh, I have to starve myself tomorrow. I'm like, this is my season of life to enjoy myself and to go on my trips and to do my thing. And like, there's so much time for me to come back later or another time or in a couple months and, you know, get back on, get back on it. When the whole stay at home orders went down, a lot of people were upset because, oh man, I was just starting to, you know, go to the gym and and create a routine. And for me, I was like, well, this is going to, you know, force me with my husband being home all the time is going to force me to focus more on the gym. And so I did. So I, you know, that was a new season. 
I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect all the time or to be super duper fit or to look like her that we miss those seasons of life where we are carefree, where we're not feeling like we're the worst person ever because we're not on a diet or because we're not watching our food. I think that it's important to get to that place. And, you know, people are like, how, how do I get there? And it takes time. It's incremental. And most people don't understand, you know, progress is not linear. Progress is kind of like a roller coaster. You know, you're going to go up, you're going to go down. You know, I'm going to have my, my super fit August through October calorie deficit. And then I'm going to have my October through December travel holiday fest. And then, you know, I, I got my quarantine. I got shit else to do. So I might as well work out and eat right you know, through that phase and accepting all of those phases takes time and accepting the fact that, you know, Hey, I've been really good, quote unquote, good on my diet for six months. And then I I fell back and, and fell off the wagon for two weeks. Okay. Well, the last time you fell off the wagon, how long was that? Oh, it was for three months. Well, hey, guess what? That's progress because it was only two weeks this time. Sometimes you have to collect those wins and your progress has to come in different forms than body fat percentage or pounds lost or gained or whatever. So this is definitely probably sounding more like a rant, maybe story time, (laughs) but I think, uh, you know, body image is one of those topics that I'm exploring a lot these days. It's something that I am really kind of committed to helping other women with the certification program that I'm in right now. It's a life coaching certification, but there's a heavy focus on wellness, food and body, eating, uh, disordered eating, emotional eating, you know, it, it really, there's a lot focused on that. And Most of the times, the reason why we do these destructive behaviors like emotional eating or, you know, disordered eating or have habits that are not good for us is because we're trying to get a need met that either stems from our childhood or just something, you know, even as an adult, we're trying to get our needs met. And instead of finding the healthy way to do that, because most of us have no idea what that is, we dive into a destructive behavior. And then we feel bad about it and the cycle continues. So it's kind of my mission now (laughs) to help people through that. And I do that a lot through my coaching. And I know that my coaching is going to expand more into that later on. Once I graduate with this certification, I have more of a clear vision on what I want that to look like. But if you're struggling with your body image, and if you're struggling with how you look in the mirror, know this, know the way you look is not the most important thing, but how you feel is valid. And it is possible to love yourself now as you are, even if you're not where you want to be. And so I would just suggest the best place to start is if you do have those negative self-talk behaviors, just start catching yourself. 
If you wouldn't say to a friend or a stranger the things that you say to yourself, stop saying them. Stop saying them. You don't have to fluff up, you know, some positive crap and blow that up your own ass, but (laughs) just stop saying the bad things. Stop saying the negative things to yourself. And for fuck's sake, if you're working out and you hate your workouts or you're miserable on your diet, you know, it's your responsibility to find something more sustainable. And when that comes to workouts, that means something you enjoy. So if that's just dancing around in your kitchen, you know, for 30 minutes a day, by all means do that. If it's lifting heavy, then do that, you know, find something that you know that you can do regularly and often and not for physique sake necessarily, but sometimes just to feel good. Like we're not moving our bodies. We feel like crap, you guys. And it's hard to feel good about your body, like how it looks and have a positive body image. If you're not moving it, that's just facts. Like that's just real life. If you aren't moving your body and I'm getting that, you know, cardio or strength or whatever health, if you're not moving your body, how in the world can you feel good about it? And if you aren't putting good things into your body, granted, you know, like I said, you know, what I have pizza, I have a donut, whatever, you know, but if you're not, if you're not fueling your body, if you're not caring for it, if you're not nourishing yourself, if you're not getting those needed nutrients into your body and protein and hydrating yourself, how can you feel good about yourself? How in the world can you feel good about your body if you're putting crap in it or if you're if you're fighting with it by by give, by not, you know, by restricting things? How can you feel good about your body if you're restricting everything you put in it? If you are basically treating your body like a bad child who doesn't deserve, you know, their birthday presents or having a visit from Santo, if you're punishing your body, how in the world can you feel good about it? So that's what I want to leave you with. If you're punishing your body or if you're not moving your body, how could you ever feel good about your body? Truly good about it. Not the superficial, oh, I'm seeing so much progress. I'm pumped about that. Let's just like smooth this all over with a little bit of sunshine. I mean, genuinely look in the mirror and be like, I look good. I feel good and truly love yourself. But besides that, I love you. Yes, I do love you. I don't care if I don't know you. I love you. If you can hate someone you don't know, you can absolutely love them. I love all of you who are listening. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Kate. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.